Hello and welcome to the Independent Pharmacy Alliance podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Resnick. This episode is brought to you in part by Independent Pharmacy Alliance. IPA is a trade association and buying group representing 3,700 plus independent pharmacies, leveraging buying power to help pharmacies access pharmaceuticals at the best prices. IPA now offers a comprehensive third-party help desk, legislative advocacy, and continuing education free of charge to members. Learn more today at ipagroup.org. And returning to this episode podcast is my colleague. She works for Independent Pharmacy Alliance, Heather Rogers, who's our Senior Member Services Administrator for IPA. Heather, welcome to your second podcast episode. Thank you, Anthony. It's great to be back. Really looking forward to doing another podcast with you. Thank you, Heather. And I just want to let the listeners know that the last podcast episode that Heather appeared on was probably our second highest rated podcast that we had. And I think that's because the issue that we're going to be doing is very important to pharmacists and pharmacy owners. And basically, it's how do you stay in business when you're reimbursed below your acquisition costs? So just to let a lot of people know out there, when a pharmacy dispenses a drug, when you go to the pharmacy and pick up a drug, they're paid for that service. In many cases, your pharmacist and your pharmacy is underpaid for that service. And that's where Heather comes in. Heather is here and provides a free service to our thousands of pharmacies on how they can actually appeal those low reimbursements so they can stay in business and continue serving their community. But Heather, if you could tell us a little bit about your background, you have a unique background because you've worked for insurance companies like Horizon Mercy with both chain and independent pharmacies. Can you speak a bit about professional background, type of services you provide for independent pharmacies? Sure. I started out as a pharmacy technician with Eckerd and worked at a medicine shop and then worked for Horizon NJ Health in their pharmacy help desk. So I became very familiar with the process of appeals and filing appeals. So having worked on that side, it gives me a bit of an edge with filing appeals for our pharmacies because I kind of know what they can and cannot do and about how long it takes, those types of things. And I also know if they're BSing me that I can yell at them and get hopefully a better answer. So because you've had the opportunity to work for these large insurers like Horizon and Mercy and your experience with them, like you said, you know when they may be BSing you, which gives you the perfect inside track when filing these below cost or low reimbursements that pharmacies get when you file appeals. Yes. And, you know, when I come back with those types of answers, then they immediately stop and, you know, it gets moved along to the next department where it's then reviewed further and hopefully approved and increased. So that's actually really cool. So when you call the insurers on behalf of the pharmacy, you can speak their lingo. And so they know that you know all the ins and outs and you can kind of get through all of the bureaucracy and red tape. Right. And they're not going to flip me around and confuse me and make me forget what I was calling for. So, so that's, a, that's a really valuable service. How, how long have you done this for IPA? I have been with IPA for 18 years. Wow. That's a really good run. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It has been wonderful. All of our pharmacists are terrific. So. And it's awesome. And, and, you know, just to let everyone know, I've worked with Heather for seven years. She's the consummate professional has a ton of patience, and really, really works well with every pharmacy. Uh, Heather, 
just to get into it, I want to ask you, you're an expert on filing these below-cost pharmacy appeals, which are low payments to pharmacies for the work that they're providing. And a lot of pharmacies, when they file appeals, usually when they're underpaid by insurers and pharmacy benefit managers. But can you tell us, recently you had a string of Medicaid appeal wins. So you filed a bunch of appeals with Medicaid, the state Medicaid program. Right. With Horizon NJ Health, which is a Medicaid MCO. Right. I just got six approvals between last Friday and yesterday. So, wow. Yeah. can you describe this when you say approvals? What does that mean? Right. So when the plan does the review on the drug, they will check all of their pricing databases and where they get their information from. And then they will review it and see if that's obviously they all require an invoice. So you could prove what you're paying, but they'll take a look at that, see what's out there. If there was a recent price increase, they will hopefully update it. Sometimes they don't. If you know they can be found somewhere else, the item, they won't increase it. But yeah, with the latest bunch, we've got six approvals so far. So, And is that unusual to get so many in the beginning of the year? Not so much in the beginning of the year because a lot of the drug prices go up in January mm-hmm. and February. So a lot of the times the PBMs, their drug pricing file doesn't get updated in time. So by the time the pharmacies are dispensing it. So they run the claim, it comes back with the low price, but then they get the file update where, oh no, we realized we should have been paying them more, but unless you reverse and resubmit it, you won't see that increase at all. And I guess it also helps because you've been doing this for such a long time that you have good working relationship with the state Medicaid program, New Jersey Medicaid. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with Horizon and J-Health, they're one of the better MCOs to work with. Really, it's very, very good to work with them. And besides the state of New Jersey, you're able to file appeals in New York and just about every other state as well? Absolutely. Any place we have members, I can try to file appeals for them. And how much does IPA charge for your service to members? Oh, there is no fee for this service. Mm-hmm. The only thing that costs the pharmacist or their staff is a little bit of time just giving me the information that the plan is going to ask me for when I submit So for IPA members, there's really no financial reason not to file appeals with you because it's a free service that they're provided as being members. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And the biggest mistake that pharmacists make is not filing the appeals. That's interesting. So tell us a little bit about why a pharmacy wouldn't want to file an appeal. What are some of the challenges? Well, There is a lot of information required, you know, as far as the claim goes, who it's processing through, things like that, but that's so you get it to the right place. Otherwise, you're just sending it out into oblivion and no one's going to respond. So you have to know where it's going, patient information for the Rx number and the drug and an invoice. That is basically where the challenge is. They just, sometimes pharmacists are overwhelmed. They have a lot of other things going on. They don't have time to go through their claims and fill it out. And a lot of times with the big three, you know, Optum, ESI, and CVS Caremark, they don't come back as approved, but at least you're you're trying. Sometimes they do. I mean, they're kind of rare, but with the smaller ones like Prime Therapeutics and Horizon NJ Health, we've had some good success. So let's take one appeal, for example, that you've recently filed, one of the six wins. Could you give us an example of what happened or what type of appeal it was and what was the uh, process and, and the outcome? Sure. So one of the 
prescriptions was for a Zafemi patches. So I reached out to Horizon NJ Health. They have a MAC form to fill out. Once the store had provided me with all the information, I completed their form. I sent it over to the plan. The plan will then take that information and investigate into the pricing to see if an increase is warranted. And if one is, then they will put that into the system. And Horizon NJ Health is really great, as well as the state Medicaid program, because they will backdate it to the date of the claim or possibly the beginning of the month if it's right around the same time. So the pharmacy is able to reverse and resubmit and get the higher reimbursement. And do you think the reimbursement they got, obviously, it's better than what they were paid before. Were they paid low and it just increased or were they paid initially below what they bought the drug for? They were initially paid below their acquisition cost. So okay. it was uh, at least got them to that point. I, I'm not sure how much exactly the increase was for, but I know it was definitely brought them into the positive. Gotcha. So they were completely... Uh, to use, I guess, gambling terms, they were completely in the red before, yes. and this brought them into the black, yes. you know, so they were at total loss for what they dispense to the patient, the service they provide to the patient, and the free service that you provided them, and they yeah. actually got paid where they weren't paid before. Exactly. And then usually within, at least with Horizon NJ Health and Medicaid, any other pharmacy would be able to also reverse and resubmit and get that increase as well. Could you tell us reverse and resubmit? What does that mean? Sure. So when a pharmacy bills a claim, they send it through their system, and then the insurance company captures that, sees what they have, they send back what they're going to pay. Pharmacist gets that on their screen, they know what to charge the customer. So when they reverse and resubmit, that's when the pharmacy would go into that initial claim and reverse it, so they would pull it out of the system, and then they would then resubmit it with the updated date of service or what have you, and then it would go through for the increased reimbursement. And when you inform these pharmacies that that they won their appeals, what kind of reaction do you get sometimes? They're usually pretty happy about it, especially on some of the bigger ones. You know, if it's it's a small one, you know, everyone's happy, nobody wasted their time, but if it's bigger, it's better. Sure. And the pharmacies that you assisted with this time, they were all Medicaid plans yeah, in this particular instance? This particular group, they were all with Horizon and J-Health. So. Now, the interesting thing about New Jersey Medicaid is that right now, the law that governs pharmacy appeals and reimbursements in New Jersey does not cover the Medicaid program. Is that correct? That is correct. As far as what it covers, it covers the commercial plans basically. So none of your retirees, union plans, things like that, that's not going to be covered. Medicaid also included. So they don't have to, when they do a denial, they don't have to provide you with an NDC where you can purchase it for that price, but they have been occasionally. It's interesting, even though the law does not govern pharmacy appeals with Medicaid, pharmacies are still able to file appeals with them and possibly win. Absolutely. Absolutely. The same goes for Medicaid as well. And in terms of Medicaid, when you contact them and you talk to them about these particular issues, are they surprised that the pharmacy is underpaid or how do they react usually? Usually with Medicaid, they're very good with their pricing. I have very few appeals with them, mm-hmm. the MCOs where you run into the appeals. But as far as straight Medicaid, it's very infrequent that I have to reach out to them, but they're always extremely helpful. They 
get me a correct answer and get the pharmacist issue resolved, usually within a day or two. So it sounds like, you know, the state Medicaid program, they try to be fair with the pharmacies. Absolutely. It's not like dealing, I guess, with pharmacy benefit managers where they just don't care. Right, right. And I think one of the reasons why is because the state Medicaid program, they want to have a robust pharmacy network for Medicaid patients. So exactly. they don't want pharmacies closing down. Exactly. Especially in your more urban inner city areas, they need their pharmacists. That's the healthcare for the neighborhood. They provide a great service to their community, their patients. Right. So this particular instance, one, the service that you're providing helps the pharmacy stay in business. And two, Medicaid wants to be helpful as well because they want to maintain those services in neighborhoods that may be underserved. Exactly. And usually the underserved communities are the ones that need the most. Sure. Absolutely. So Heather, could you just describe to us a little bit, okay, we have a pharmacy owner out there. They never filed an appeal before. And they're listening to us talk and they say, you know what? It's free. I'm a member. I'm thinking I want to try it out. What do I have to lose? What do they need to do? Could you walk us through the process? Sure. So you have two options. You can either go to our website, which is ipagroup.org, click on the third party button. That will take you into a electronic form of my third-party reimbursement worksheet. If you're not comfortable with doing it online, I would send out my fax form and you could fill that out, send that in with a copy of your invoice, and then I'd be able to go from there. Okay. And what's usually the time frame? Does it vary between plans? It does. The law says that they have to get to us within 14 days, but a lot of the big ones, they don't respond at all. But I believe that those are plans that fall out of the realm of regulation for their not commercial plans. They're protected by ERISA and all of those things. Sure. What are some of the common do's and don'ts when a pharmacy decides that they want to file appeals? So they decide they want to file the appeal. They're filling out the IPA application online and they're submitting all the information to you. But there are some common mistakes that pharmacies make when they're sending you the information. Yeah, I mean, the only real mistake is not filing the appeals because if you get one approval that helps all the pharmacies. So it's really important. And when we file the appeals and the plans don't follow the regulations. And that also gives us some good information that we could provide to the Department of Banking and Insurance and not sending the invoice. That is the big problem. The plans require the invoices. They will not even look at the appeal if an invoice is not there. Okay. And you know what's kind of interesting? The years that I've worked with you, I've seen the same pharmacy owners constantly filing appeals all the time. And they're doing it because they know that with some of them, they're going to get a win. They're going to get a better payment as a result. But you have a lot of pharmacy owners that never took advantage of the service. And what would you say to those pharmacy owners who are kind of on the fence saying, I don't know if I have the time, should I, you know, what would you say to them to try and encourage them to utilize well, IPA service? Well, a lot of them have PSAOs. So they do the appeals for the stores mostly. And what's a PSAO? That is a company that would contract out with all of the third-party health plans for the pharmacy. Gotcha. So the pharmacy would not have to go out and contract directly with every single PBM. Mm -hmm. 
And so these companies would actually, a lot of times these companies would do appeals for them. Right, right. The PSAOs will submit them. They run reports and they submit them. But I don't, from the feedback I'm getting from a lot of sources, they have not had much success with them. Right. Um, But then give me a try. Let's see if I can do something. So basically, I guess the message is if your PSAO, your third-party contracting company, is not delivering the results that you're looking for, contact IPA, talk to Heather, and see if you can get a better result. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything I can to try to get the pharmacy back in the black and remaining open and serving their community. That's awesome. And Heather, maybe you could tell me a little bit, is there much of a difference between filing appeal, let's say for Medicare Part D, Medicaid and commercial plans, or are they all kind of the same in a way? They're all kind of the same in a way. They will ask pretty much the same information. Sometimes some of the plans will ask for a little bit more information, but everything that they could ever ask me is on the form. So Mm -hmm. I would have all the information that they would need. And one of the most common questions I know that we always get is which plans are covered under the state law. And right now in New Jersey, only commercial plans are covered under the state law. So when they file an appeal with a commercial plan, which is your average everyday health insurance plan, they have to provide them with a wholesaler where they can purchase that drug. Is is that correct? That is correct. And they have to get that back to them within 14 days of the date of fill. So Heather, what's the difference between filing appeals with Medicare, Medicaid, and commercial plans? You know, a common question we get from pharmacy owners all the time is, we have a law in New Jersey that regulates appeals but does it cover Medicare and Medicaid? So maybe if you could speak to that a bit, which plan does the state law cover? Is there really a big difference between filing appeals between Medicare, Medicaid, and commercial plans? Well, there really is not too much difference filing between the different plans, whether it's Medicaid or a PBM or Medicaid MCO. They all pretty much ask for the same question. They require an invoice. So that is pretty much the same you know, how they handle it once they receive the appeal, that could differ slightly. I know with Medicaid, they use NADAC as a floor usually. So it depends. And NADAC is a term that's used to describe the floor that the federal government says pharmacy should be reimbursed at. Right. Okay. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you to file an appeal, what, what should they do? How can they get in touch? Sure. They can always go to the website, click on the third party button. That's ipagroup.org. Click on the third party button. It'll bring you right into the appeals. Uh, You can even upload your invoice right from that site. So it's very easy. Or you can reach out to the office, 800-575-2667. And if I don't answer, just ask for me and I'll get all the information that I would need and get that appeal rolling for you. Heather, thanks so much for joining me today. I think the information you're providing is invaluable. The pharmacies, their number one complaint, number one complaint is when they're reimbursed below their acquisition costs, which means that they were paid below what they bought the product for. So I think the service that you're providing, especially that it's free for IPA members, they all should take advantage of it. Nobody should wait and think about it. And you're really taking care of it from soup to nuts for them. Yep. That's awesome. Well, Heather, thank you for joining me today to learn more about Heather and how IPA can help you with appealing your underwater 
reimbursements go to ipagroup.org. Thanks for listening to the Independent Pharmacy Alliance podcast. This podcast was made possible by the Independent Pharmacy Alliance and the president and CEO, John Giampolo. It was produced and edited by Zach Stone with music by Marcus Way. For previous and future episodes, check out ipagroup.org. Thank you very much. Bye for now.